Sorry, wrong intro. Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of Wise Words with Stan. Um, the reason for the Shane McMahon introduction, here comes the money, is, um, yep, you guessed it, the European Super League. Um, it's been a hot topic of discussion the past couple of days. I am 100% against this. I think it's a disgrace being a Man United supporter myself for so many years. You know, I'm, I am utterly disappointed in my club. Um, so, yeah, today, um, today's topic is all about me and a few of my mates um, talking about the European Super League and giving our thoughts and opinions on the on the topic. So please sit back and enjoy. It's going to be a long podcast, but I guarantee you you will want to listen to every bit of what we had of what we have to say. Uh, let's get started. Bad. Yeah, it's probably going to sound clearer. Yeah, much more clear. Doing this, doing this. Yeah, that's better. That's better. Oh, hang on, Chester. I'm good. Long time no see, George. <laughs> exactly. Long time no see. <laughs> um, we're just waiting wait, on Brandon. Wait for now. Brendan. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know what? I reckon. You know what, Daniel? If, yeah. if you do, you you know you do the intro and all that. Do do the um. You know Shane McMahon's theme song, Here Comes the Money? <laughs> I was literally thinking about that. Do that, but then <laughs> do, do like the Champions League and then just cut it off and then like, do like Shane McMahon's theme song. Here comes the money. Yeah. Here comes the money. money. Yeah. <laughs> do that. Because it's not like uh, the TikTok. Yeah, I'm literally going to do that. Or, I, I, or other money, money, money. <laughs> money, money, money. <laughs> That's the new European Super League song. <laughs> Where is uh, Brendan? All that song in it that goes, I got money on my mind. I got money on my mind. I got money. <laughs> uh, I'm sure or the Brendan Imperial is... March, I mean, overall. <laughs> I'm sure Brendan's going to join us shortly, but we'll yeah. just get started anyway. Yeah. Um. So the European Super League, it's been a hot topic of discussion and it's been very controversial. And it's left a lot of football fans around the world with absolute outrage. Um, I'm going to get you, your opinions and your thoughts about it. So I'll start with you, Chester. What's your mm-hmm. opinion about the... European Super League coming um, coming about? I mean, pretty much. I, I see it as a farcical idea. The fact that these billionaires, that are these owners of football clubs, should I say, are deciding that this is even remotely a good idea clearly proves to all, like, all fans that this is no longer about this sport being an entertainment, just a money-making business idea. Quite frankly... I wouldn't be surprised if 10, 15 or so years from now, they've just ditched the players playing altogether and are just doing the on FIFA online because it's it seriously has lost all me. So if it goes down this path, 
football to me has lost all meaning and I don't think there's any way it can come back from that unless they deliberately abolish everything and start over again. So, yeah. I, I guess it takes a purpose like out of relegation and teams earning their place and because in this super in this super league there's no relegation. It's it's like the it's like the NFL. This league is like um, NFL and rugby league. You know, there's no relegation, and it just takes all meaning away from football, essentially. Um, yeah. So I, I I'm still trying to wrap my head around this, and you know, like you said, it is a money grabbing. It's all about money to them, um, to the clubs. And, yeah. Anyways, sorry, I lost track. George, I'll get your opinion on what you think about what, what you think about this coming to play. Um, I mean, I, I do agree with a lot of the pundits and obviously everyone else that uh, it has been saying this and it has been coming for some time. But in saying that, look at the A-League in Australia. When that started, when they got rid of the NSL and they brought in the in the A League, they were like saying, "Well, we don't care about the other clubs that have start like that started Australian football in in the country." So they disregarded them for so many years, um, and obviously no promotion relegation as well. Um, only bringing clubs as an expan- form of expansion. Um, we're used to it, but over obviously in, in England or in Europe in general, that's not how it works and has been like that for so many years because at the end of the day, um, you look at the Premier League how it is now and even say 20, you know, even 10 years ago, um, it's all about money. It's all about revenue. It's all about these owners getting a slice of uh, I guess the pie out of out of these clubs that they put money into um, the European Super League. I don't, I don't agree with it, obviously. But I just wanted to know how on earth are Arsenal and Tottenham considered one of the big six clubs in England? Because Arsenal's done like nothing for like the last what ten plus years. Yeah, um, Tottenham's net have hasn't won anything. Um, you know, Man United, yes, to a point. Man City, to a point, only in the last sort of five years. Uh, before that, no one gave a rat's toot about him. Um, and and it, it just, and I mean, Liverpool, yeah, they have history, fair enough. But before in the 60s and 50s and 40s, Everton were the biggest club in Merseyside. So do you discount Everton? Leeds, you know, what about yeah. Millwall? Millwall, yeah, like, Morris exactly. Look at well, what about Aston Villa? Aston Villa's won European Cups, like, you look at West Ham, um, you look at West Ham, um, Everton, you know, those Leicester, those teams, you know, the, and Leicester's won the Premier League as well, and Leicester's won the Premier League not too long ago. And those teams are not even considered as, you know, it's it's a slap in the face to every single team in the Premier League. Mm. Um, 
that have worked hard to get to where they they're at now. And, yes. Um, but you, you know what it comes down to, though. It comes down to the way that the fo- the way the English game has allowed foreign ownership to be included in the game. So you look at Man City, you look at Man United, you look at Liverpool. Like you've got these American and non-American owners that don't understand promotion relegation. They don't understand junior development. They don't understand League One, non-league football, uh, grassroots football. They're only in it for money. So, And they're not used to it in America. Like, look at the MLS. They don't have promotion relegation. They have two conferences, um, but they only have expansion teams, and that's it. Look at the A-League, for example, same thing. If you come last, oh, well, we've got next year to worry about. In England, these clubs don't have next year. Prime example, Sheffield United, they've been relegated. They don't, they've got next year to turn it around. Otherwise, they're probably going to go down to League 1, you know, look at League 2 or vice versa. I would say Bolton's a really prime example for that. I remember when Bolton got relegated in the Premier League in since then, they haven't come back, and now they're in League Two, and they've gone bankrupt already once last season. So, yeah, that relegation can happen on a team is so evident just off that. Portsmouth, Sunderland, of course, like there's so many clubs it's happened to, and I think that's a bad thing. But also, if you think about it, it's also a good thing about relegation systems because it allows teams to suffer to that degree. Whereas, as you said, with the A League, you play shit, you finish last. Oh well, we'll just rebuild and go again next season. Hats off to Mariners this season, but if relegation were a thing, that wouldn't be the case, would it? Yeah, but correct. Because yeah. they came last the last three years, yeah. four years. So I if read, you, yeah, I want to read to you guys now a statement that um, Everton board of directors have come out and said, and, uh, and I think this summed it up entirely. Um, Everton is saddened and disappointed to see the proposals of breakaway league pushed forward by six clubs. Six clubs acting entirely in their own interests. Six clubs um, tarnishing the reputation of our league and the game. Six clubs choosing to disrespect every other club with whom they sit around the Premier League table. Six clubs taking for granted and even betraying the majority of football supporters across our country and beyond. At this time of national and international crisis and a defining period for our game, clubs should be working together collaboratively with the ideals of our game and its supporters uppermost. Instead, these clubs have been secretly conspiring to break away from a football pyramid that has served them so well. And in that pyramid, Everton salutes every club, be it Leicester City, according uh, um, Stanley, um, Lincoln City, sorry, I'm just, Southern United, Knott's Country, and the rest. With their very being enriched the lives of their supporters throughout the game's history and vice versa. The self-proclaimed Super 6 appear intent on disenfranchising supporters across the country. 
including their own, by putting the very structure that under undermined the game we love. The backlash is understandable and deserved and has to be listened to. The arrogance is not wanted anywhere in football outside of the clubs that have drafted this plan. On behalf of everyone associated associated with Everton, we respectfully ask that the proposals are immediately withdrawn from the game to possibly the lowest ever position in terms of trust and now. Finally, we would ask the owners, chairman, and board members of the six clubs to remember the privileged position they hold, not only as custodians of their clubs, but also custodians of the game. The responsibility, the responsibility they have to carry should be taken seriously. We urge them all to consider what they wish their legacy to be. That's a great statement, don't you reckon? I mean, it sums it up, I think, doesn't it? I mean, looking at perspective from outside, you can talk all like, we can obviously talk a bit about like, you know, there have some clubs that have gone in, but also, again, there's a, like, a such big impact on clubs like Everton who don't get a chance to go in. Because with these clubs, these eventual founder members that are going to potentially break away and form this thing, the other clubs like Everton, Leicester, Villa, West Ham, and let's say like, you know, other clubs in other leagues, you know, like, I don't know, Munchen Gladbach in Germany and so on like that, that level of club. The best thing about the structure of football and the way it's set up now, the Champions League, Europa League and so on, is when these clubs have these breakaway seasons where they really surprise everyone and their fans included, they get rewarded because they get to in Europe's elite competitions and with that comes a big amount of money which could potentially really help boost them for future seasons after but now that this Super League could potentially happen that's no longer the case you have teams like West Ham Everton Villa so on who could really make a push for it get up there and at the end of the day what do they get rewarded with not finishing first nothing it's ridiculous it's ridiculous and I'd hate to be a fan of one of those clubs I mean I'm a United fan and the fact that we could get kicked out into the National League altogether. That's shocking. Although I can't lie, it would be fun to watch National League football. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, as I said, it's the, the trickle on effect that goes down to football leagues, not only in England, but in other leagues, is going to be just massively impactful. It's shocking, really, that they could allow it to happen. Yeah, 100%. Couldn't agree more. Um, I'll give you a couple couple of examples um, where football in Europe or in England specifically, where you see this kind of magic happen from, you know, lower teams or teams that were successful years ago and obviously um, factors have changed. Wigan making the FA Cup final and beating Man City. You know, yeah. that, to me, that's the... To me, that is what the beauty of football can can produce. You know, Wigan, who won the FA Cup, qualified for what was I think at the time the UEFA, uh, not the Champions, but it was it was called something else before the Europa League. Oh, UEFA, UEFA Cup. The UEFA Cup. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, look at them. And same as Birmingham City, they won the FA Cup one year. Or the League Cup one year, and they qualified for the UEFA Cup as well. Yeah, and they were relegated that year. They were relegated that year from um, 
from the from the Premier League, and they still played UEFA Cup. Yeah. So, you know, this, this crap from these owners who, you know, I, I'm look, I, I'm Chelsea fan through and through. Obviously, Brendan like me and as well. You know, Abramovich. Yeah, he's got the money, but he, you know, he's just there to have his own pockets. You know, sort of be like, oh well, I've got a, I've got a little bit of investment with Chelsea. If any of my businesses kick up, I've got this to back me up. Same thing with Arsenal. You got Stan Crocky. Oh, I've got a little bit of a, a capital here with Arsenal in case if my businesses go belly up in the, in America. When do you see Stan Crocky in 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 England ever? For example, you never see him. When do you see Shagman Toy at Man City? Does I think I was on the time, but yeah. But do you see, like, obviously pre-COVID, even after he bought it, did you see Sheikh Ben saw at the, at the games? Not often. No. Exactly. So Played a big game. 100%. Yeah. You look at, and even Prince William, who's a massive Aston Villa supporter, came out on Twitter and was, like, obviously angry and upset. But if he was an owner of Aston Villa, he'd be going to nearly every game because he's a football fan first. And a businessman or an owner second. This is where football's lost its way, basically. Getting these people owners. Like, I don't want to sound harsh here because we don't know them personally, obviously. But you can tell by the actions they've done in the time that they've owned the club that they own. They say they're fans, all this, like Mike Ashley yep. at Newcastle, for example. Correct. There's no instance to show that they're fans. Because if they were fans, not only would they turn up to almost every game, but they would put money into the club to help take them higher. Like, Correct. Dan and I, obviously, as you know, we're United fans, big United fans. And the fact that I hit, like, we, Dan, I don't know about you, but I was not surprised when I found out that Joel Glazer was one of the vice chairmen of this Super League. It, it, it does not surprise me. And Ed Woodward was involved, is involved in some way as well. And it also wouldn't surprise me if, because of that, our club essentially just got forced into going to the league without caring about whether plan, fans, players, coaching staff, Cared about like likes it or not? Hey guys, can you clear up a um, rumor for me? Joseph Mourinho that got sacked from Tottenham. Um, yeah. What? Do you know why he was sacked? Um. So from what I gathered from the report is that he was not happy with how the owners had handled um with what happened. Um. But. I think the owners went back and said, because of your real results this year, which I think is a cop-out, you know, to, to, to be honest with you, Tottenham, yeah, to be fair, they've been crap this season, but to say literally as soon as this announcement gets done that he's been sacked is a lot of, is a cop-out to the owners. Um, Jose Mourinho, whether you love him or hate him, you know, I certainly loved him at one point, don't really like him, but rumors that he's going to be a, he's going to be the Greece national coach. But who knows? Um, but you know these owners again. Like you look at the A League, right? I mean, totally different country, totally different style of football. You look at the Wanderers, for example. When we came in the league, owners were about the fans. What did you do? What did what did you want to get out of out of the club? And we were performing. We wanted. A manager. We wanted players from Western Sydney. We wanted 
players that would get involved into the Western Sydney spirit. Now, because a few years later, you got our ownership the way they are, they don't give a shit. They don't care about fans. And that's what I've been saying like the last few weeks about this club. It's because of these owners and the way that they think to themselves, oh, I've got a little bit of investment in a club, I don't care. And yeah. to be honest with you, we, the difference is with England and Europe to Australia is that we have a salary cap. That's where we stop. That's the major difference. But again, it comes down to investment in a club, being a fan for being a fan of the football club, loving your fans, but also being a businessman second. You know, yeah. you, you look at Melbourne Victory. They're another prime example. They shouldn't be where they are, but they are because of ownership and how they let things go. Melbourne City, owned by Man City. Oh, they've done well this year only because they've been able to get the right people in the club that are fans of the fo- fans of football. And it's just crap. Like, who, who decided Tottenham was a top six? The way I look at the table, it should it's be West Ham. It should be West Ham. And you know, Arsenal don't deserve to be in the Super League. I'll tell you that no, much. No. <laughs> oh, they're the last team you could pick of. We're watching yeah. them get beat off Burnley 1-0 at home this season, drawing 1-1 at home Fulham like they did recently. Like, how many times have we seen them play games against City and Liverpool and get turned over like they didn't even turn up? These okay. guys, if they go to the Super League, are going to get absolutely hammered week in, week out. They might get the odd result here and there, but the reality is, for the first yeah. couple of seasons at least, until the league balances out because of the massive amounts of league, and eventually players are going to go practically anywhere. So you could see Arsenal with fucking like yeah. and Raul Felix lining up in their attack in a couple of years if it goes ahead. But until then, it's going to be on pointless. Yeah. Brandon, I, um... I know you joined us late in the podcast. What are your thoughts about um, the European Super League? Uh, my thoughts are pretty similar to what both Chester and George are saying. I think it's a real, I think it's a real shame if it does go ahead because basically these rich owners are really abusing their power, basically, and they are taking us. It's just, it's just using their power and their money. And they're separating, they're trying to separate a, a, like an elite competition, which is not really fully elite because, yes, yeah, going in, but it's just, it's just the clubs with the big money and the big sayings that are going to be in it. There's going to be no fairy tales of football, no underdog stories. It's for me, for me, it's just, it's, it, for me, it, it has a feel of like a, you know, like those preseason tournaments in like in America. The, the ICC it's, yeah. it's got it's got to feel like that. And how can you say that? How how a club's going to improve by only playing against each other? Like there's going to be what twelve teams or sixteen teams in the competition? Twenty. Yeah. That doesn't 20. Give, that doesn't give you yeah. the opportunity for other clubs to cut the gap to play against these so-called elite teams anymore. Yeah. The the the, the romance of football and the fairy tale of football will start to diminish. And yeah, underdog stories with Universe Goliath. They, they I agree. And that's why we love football because football is the most unpredictable sport out, out there, to be honest. Yes, there is op- there is times where games are fixed. We can't deny that. There is corruption. 
can't deny that. And I feel this I feel this whole saga of this European Super League is corrupt. People yeah. that are running yeah. running it behind right. they're corrupt. That's and my opinion. One point you make, which is a good point. European Super League, watching big teams face off every week like Juventus, Man United, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Watching those teams, big teams, face off every single week might be exciting for some, but not everybody because that's what that's why we love football. We wait we wait for the champion, Champions League to come about. We wait for big teams to come. Or even Europa as as example too. Yeah, it, it's it's like it's taking you know the excitement out of big teams playing each other. The anti it's taking that anticipation away, and yeah. because we will we will become accustomed to watching them play each other every single week. Yeah, can you imagine, I agree. I agree. Can you, can you imagine as a fan, like supporting like all four of us, obviously do support a team that could be involved in this, and this team instead of being just like, oh, we got a play like at the start of the season, oh, like Burnley, oh, then we got a nice game against Tottenham, big game, but then we get like what Southampton, West Ham, Newcastle, let's say Barnsley come up, oh, God, oh we get to play Barnsley, and now if this happens, it's just like, oh, who are we playing? Real Madrid, and Juventus. Great, Bayern, great, PSG, oh, Liverpool, great, Arsenal, great, who's up, Barcelona, <laughs> so boring, I don't know about you, but when I watch games, sometimes it just gets a little team in a really good game, which is very edgy, and you don't want to do that if you're kind of relaxed, is enthralling for like maybe if baseball is about the romance about the story that's created we yeah. love saying the under the, the, the big big money we love saying we love saying the, going on, going on a, on a cup run. oh you dropped out oh Brendan cut out <laughs> yeah I think I think Brendan cut out I think uh, what he's saying though we love the like oh if he comes back which hopefully he does Oh, but yeah. I think he was going on about like the underdog story, and I was going to highlight that season, if you remember, in the Premier League, like Leicester winning the league. But not only that, he had West Ham finishing seventh, Southampton were challenging for the top four at a time, City almost didn't even make the top four, like Tottenham came almost second. They did the following season, but when Tottenham even came close to challenging for the league, that was a new thing then. And then you're not on that. You had Chelsea finishing 10th and at one point being a point outside the relegation zone. It's like you don't get that with the stuff like the Super League because with such big teams, there's no surprise. You know, every team, you could beat every other team. You wouldn't see like – you wouldn't be like, oh, what, Tottenham beat Real Madrid? What shot? Well, you could see it happening on a day or two. It's not like Lincoln beating Burnley in the FA on league team. Like, yeah. I want to give a shout-out to Bayern Munich. CEO Carl... How do I pronounce his last name? Carl Heinz Rummenigger. Yeah. He came out and said, I do not believe the Super League will solve the financial problems of the European clubs that have arisen as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. Rather, all clubs in Europe should work in solidarity to ensure that the cost structure, especially players' salaries and agents' fees, are 
line with revenues to make all of the European football more rational. I agree with that. Hundred percent. Because you look at the you look at the German structure of football. Um, so like Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund's probably two, two examples. Um, you know they've got um, their their clubs are run by fans. Like they've got um, a percentage of of their club is run by the fans. So so and then that that's that's where I think you get success out of the clubs because fans have an input and say in the way that they believe the club should be run, managed, you know, not not a lot, but at least a, 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 a decent enough voice to go, you know what, I don't agree with it or I don't agree with this or, you know, I can see where this is going. But the issue is, is that the teams, like, you know, obviously in the Premier League and even to a point maybe even like in the Championship or lower, I'll give you an example. Um, I don't know if anyone's seen like a little bit of a documentary on YouTube on the Copper 90, but they had a little bit of a story about Leighton Orient. Yeah, I've seen that. Leighton Orient is like what you would call like a working class football team. You know, they were almost going to be promoted to the championship. Um, actually, I think they were in the championship at one point, but no, no, um, they on to championship. But this is what happens when you have an owner that doesn't care. Yeah. They don't care about the club. They don't care about fans. They don't care about their players. Um, and you look at the other club that went um, bankrupt and they literally don't exist anymore. Um, it was about Barry. two years ago. Barry, last season. Yeah, Barry. Barry is another example of a, of an owner that did not care. So I get it why these clubs, why these owners have all this money and they've put money into, um, you know, these teams. Look, look, for example, LeBron James has a share in Liverpool. So what's he going to think about? I wonder if LeBron James had something to do with it because he's a shareholder. Did he have an input into Liverpool going into this European Super League? Because if he did and it comes out in the media, I'll tell you what, how much people would backlash over LeBron James for even thinking of that. So, this is just beyond a joke now. And the fact that these American owners, a majority of them are American, they don't see the concept of promotion relegation. I've been calling for promotion relegation in Australia for God knows how long because the way the A-League is structured, you can't have a Sydney United team being promoted. You can't have a South Melbourne team promoted. But they want to be sending teams into the same city. It's just, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. But it's just, that that, that, that that just, uh, that just really like gives me the craps because, you know, you look at, um, in the NSL days, you had like, you know, Marconi was, was a massive club. Um, obviously Olympic. Like, so they, those guys should have been given the chance to go, you know what? Why don't we start a right? Well, you know what they should have done. As soon as the summer was over, they should have done their own rebel league. Because I'll tell you what, the, 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 this is beyond a joke now. The super league, like, yeah. what 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 gives the right for Tottenham to be there? Do you know what? <laughs> I, think, I, 
I think the APL um, have come out and said if any of these clubs agree to joining the Super League, they'll be kicked out of the um, they'll be kicked Premier out League. of the club. Okay? <laughs> I agree. I agree. I know. And then the six clubs from the championship should get promoted. Yeah. And vice versa. Like, can and you I guys honestly imagine watching United Chelsea next season in the fucking National League? Like, <laughs> it's hilarious to think about, but it's mad. Sorry, guys. Question, question for George. He's got a bit more knowledge. We're gonna. I'm just gonna go over, change over to a different code for a minute. Yeah. It's still on the basis of. But when oh. when they brought out the Super League and Rugby League, George. Yeah. So you had your superpower yeah. teams back then. Does that yeah. have any comparison with what potentially might happen here? No, because the thing is, the Super League in the NRL was more about the players getting paid what they deserved and the clubs yeah. getting the money that they deserved in order to promote the game. So it was all about more promotion rather than um, like the owners or, or, the, or the clubs getting more money. It was more about getting their share of okay, we, we have a product, we sell, we're, the, we're the product, we're selling the product to the public. Whereas yeah. you look at the way the Premier League is, for example, like yeah. Man United are, are a brand worldwide. They yeah. don't need more than what they've got now. So you look at Chelsea's an example as well. Like, you know, Liverpool has always been there from, from years gone by. Even to a point, you could say even, um, you know, like West Ham back in the day. Like, you know, I'm sure that there's a lot of Australians that would have followed West Ham back in the day when they were, like, pretty successful. Um, you know, they don't need more money to build a brand. It's just more money in the coffers of the owner. That's all it is. Yeah. And if this thing goes ahead, whoever takes up that TV deal is just absolutely going to be flogged for it because yeah. there's no way that anyone in the world of media would pay any kind of that money to even look at televising it. Yeah. And this kills me. Question, question a... for... Hello? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this kills me because I'm a diehard Man United fan and so is Chester and yeah. Brandon you're, you're and, a Chelsea and, fan and you're, John you're as well fan, although some people <laughs> think, you might be a Crystal Palace fan who knows but nah I'm joking <laughs> well, you're a diehard Crystal Palace fan I thought <laughs> well I did, I did get my jersey signed by much on the weekend so that's a start <laughs> but yeah all of us we support Man United we support This this absolutely kills us, and I know it. And I and I know it hurts you a lot as well, Brandon. Oh, 100 percent. But the thing, I, someone someone asked me today on that, if Chelsea were to join this Super League competition, and if if, if they do get kicked out of the APL, what do you do? And Would I you said still support them. And someone asked me that question, and I my answer was yes. You're still I can't throw, can't throw away I can't throw away 24 years of service. I know it hurts as a fan to see that happen, but at the same token, I love and I bleed I, I bleed for this club, man. <laughs> yeah, and I know it doesn't sound right. I might sound like I'm contradicting myself by saying I disagree with what it is, but I have to. I still love my club. 
Yeah. And it's, it really comes down to the owners. I know a lot of fans will turn their back on the team. They will not watch the competition. Yeah. They will not support another club until until they can come back to the APL or back to the but, Champions League. But, Brendan, yeah. me and you are obviously like, we're, we're Chelsea fans through and through, right? Yeah. Chelsea's always been he's always been like one of the most hated clubs in the Premier League because the way they go about their business in terms of hiring and firing coaches, yeah. buying all these plays for overprice and all that, and you know they brought in they brought in this fair play system, which I think is absolutely stings because no matter this fair play system, it's not going to work for clubs like Chelsea because they'll yeah. always have a debt. Man City will always have a debt. Man United will always have a debt. And you know what it is? This Super League basically recoup losses from COVID and their debts that they can't pay off and their taxes that they can't pay off in England. That's all it is. Yeah. I was going to ask Brendan, actually, because I know, obviously, you've been supporting Chelsea a while and before the takeover of the Premier On that takeover, when it happened... Before you were obviously a more mid-table based club or a club fighting like top seven as opposed to top yeah. of the league. What were your thoughts on that financial Abramovich? Pardon? I lost a bit of that. I was, I was just going to ask you when when you were supporting Chelsea before, obviously, when the takeover of Abramovich came, how you felt about that? Um, I was. I didn't know what to expect because I started supporting Chelsea ninety seven ninety eight season. Yeah, but it wasn't till it wasn't till about the 2000, 2001 season that when we got Foxtel. Yeah, that I started watching games. Yeah. I couldn't watch games all the time. I have to admit it because I was very yeah. very young. But I would watch always the highlights. I'd always watch the replays, have them record. Um, but I didn't know much about him as an owner. But once we started buying these players and I was playing FIFA and all, I started looking up the players that they were bringing in. Started getting familiar with the names. So your Makaleli's, your Joe Coles were some of his first signings, your Damien Ducks. So they, 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 were, they, like, they weren't big household names other than Makaleli, but it was just spending a lot of money. Yeah. Mutu, Adrian Mutu. So a, lot of, a lot of these players when they came in. Drogba came in the second lot in 2004, but this, these were the 2003 signings. So he took yeah. over 2003. Yeah, and still at the time we had Claudio Ranieri as a coach, and he he had a decent season that year. He got us to the Champions League semi-finals, which we lost to Monaco, and then we played. Um, we came fourth on the last day of the of the Premier, uh, Premier League. We beat Liverpool, and I remember that game very well. And I I thought, to be honest, I thought Ranieri did enough to stay. Got him into the Champions League. But then Mourinho, after winning the Champions League, he put his name up on the list. And then you started to see the money, a, a bit of a money shift. He got his man and then the rest was history. You basically can say that without, I hate to admit it, but without Roman's billions, Chelsea would not be the club they are today. I mean, same with City, because when City, before City were taken over, we all know they were, they were not going to be that level. They got relegated. Yeah, relegation, relegation every year, mate, when they first came back in the Premier League. Yeah. Mid table to the bottom table. Yeah, because a lot I say this because a lot of people I've seen like make videos over this whole European Super League. Obviously, they're saying it kind of obviously did get. Was that happened in England starting with Chelsea in two thousand three? 
than with City later on in that decade. Because, you know, you've got clubs like Arsenal, Liverpool and United, we're more traditional-based clubs, we've never had massive takeovers. Yes, when the Glazers took over our club in 2005, it was a sort of takeover, but we were still holding our own well and truly before then, because obviously we'd already won the Premier League, what, about 10 or so times up until that point, whereas... Yeah. Like that takeovers for Chelsea and City specifically, that's what kind of both of your team who become so, the, it, yeah, that players. was that was the main issue. When when City got taken over by Shaq Mansour, I knew and even and I don't know if anyone's seen I think maybe I don't know if anyone's seen this clip, but I'm pretty sure either might Chester might have seen this, but Arsene Wenger was interviewed back in two thousand nine about a potential super league formation, he said, give it 10 years and something's going to happen. And that yeah. was in 2009. Wow. Yeah. Well, so he pulled it then. Because the problem is, the, but it comes down to the English FA. The FA who allowed the independent running of the Premier League to say, well, you can have any owner as long as they invest in the club by our standards as what we want, that they didn't care. So the owners are fulfilling the obligations of what the Premier League bosses are telling them to do, and that's it. There's no, oh, I love the club because they mean something to me or whatever the case may be. They're just there because, like I said before, it's just a little investment on the side. It's a little, like, Oh, if my other shit goes up, I've got a little bit of fall back on kind of thing. So that's not how you run a football club as an owner. You're I've a fan a- first and foremost, and then your owner second. I've got a question. Do you think players um, from these clubs should take a stand? I mean, well, they, they didn't even know about it. Bruno Fernandes came out recently, had comments to say on it, good on him. Harry Maguire, apparently, I don't know if you heard about this, Dan, yet, but apparently recently, well, before our league, Ed Woodward had already been talking about the Super League and so on, but he hadn't actually told any of our players before that game. He found out that Harry Maguire confronted him, essentially, after and they were angry, and I think, was it yesterday or maybe even this morning, he held a meeting with the, the players of the coach. Correct. And he actually has been – he's stood yeah, down – Wow. Mm. Milner's spoken up yeah, after the Leeds like, game. Even David Beckham's spoken out, the former player, but yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we've all seen Gary Neville rant as well. So. Yeah. Oh, Ga- Gary Neville hit the left. Gary Neville hit it, on the, hit it on the head. He, he hit the nail right on the head with everything he Him say. and and Carragher, who, you know, they despise each other on Monday Night Football, but they just hit the nail on the head, those two. They understood yeah. that it... Because think about it, right? In England, they're still in lockdown or, you know, somewhat of still of a lockdown. People don't probably have jobs. But in saying this, in saying this though... Do you know how much they have to pay per month to watch the Premier League on Sky Sports? Fourteen ninety nine. It's not even, correct. That's a game. That's a game, George. Correct. Ninety nine per game, not even per month. That's, a, that's correct. So greedy, like correct. But but this is the Premier League allowing this to happen. So 
this breakaway Super League is basically saying, well, we don't like how the English FA or English guys are doing things with the Premier League, or this is how we should run our, uh, our football. So, you knew what was going to come, because if they're saying, oh, we want fans being at the game of fans, like, um, why are you charging them so much money in the first place to watch football per game, okay? Their memberships over in the UK cost quite more than what we pay on an annual basis, okay? Yeah. So the waiting list at Man United, Chelsea is like years, not months, years, to get a seat at the game. So you knew what was going to happen. Eventually. And you know what? It's been talked about for a long time. I disagree with it to a point, but you know what? I'm happy they're doing it because, you know what? At the end of the day, they're doing what's best for them and their own players. Yeah. Mm. Players want to be allowed to play for their countries. That's the other thing we haven't mentioned yet. Like, could you... Like, this is the other... They're trying to have their idea as best players, best clubs. This is their whole, like, I guess, marketing plan, you could call it, around it. How many players can you honestly think about at the top level, current, let's say, Premier League players who play for those six clubs who are going to be founder members, right? How many of those players do you think are going to decide to play for their club in this vapid anti-competition of the European Super League over representing their country and getting the chance to compete or win World Cups? Right. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you, there will be a few players. I'll tell you that, not a lot, but there'll be a handful. They'll probably, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I, I, I can, I can name two straight away that will play for their club in that league rather than playing for their country. But these, yeah, because these players are going to get paid shitloads of money more than, more than what they're getting more. now. Like a yeah, million yeah. or something ridiculous like that. Okay. It's like a million a week, I heard, somewhere. Or something. Yeah, so I reckon most of these players will take some money over than playing for their national team. 100%. Cause you, 100%. Obviously, there's a lot of players we like to call, you know, money-grabbing players, only playing for the money, you know. But when it comes down to it, a million a week, you can't blame them. You can't blame them for, for Correct. Them, you know? Correct. Yeah. Like, fuck, I would even take it. Shit. <laughs> Which is going to really just stunt the growth of a lot of other clubs who aren't ever going to be allowed to participate at this level because they have an up and coming player. Two seasons later, they're off in the Super League because, like, Arsenal, Tottenham, or someone have offered them a million a week because they can. Yeah. And the problem is, to, uh, okay, if they're going to do the Super League, if they were to get players from those clubs, do they get compensated because they've developed that player? I haven't heard anything about it, but I'm just saying, like you, you pay trans at the moment. What you just pay the transfer fee, right? And signing on bonus, and signing bonuses. That's it. But like, like even like in the A League, right? Say an A League team picks up an NPL player. You know how much? Do you know how much the transfer fee for that is? Yes, that other team will get. It's <laughs> so about five hundred bucks. Yeah, I thought it would be yeah. cheap. Yeah. If that, wow. so you so you might have a player at say Sydney Olympic, right? Who's been in their junior systems from under tens through to men's first grade, 
pick gets picked up by Wanderers. Wanderers will say we'll pay you six hundred bucks for him. Ridiculous. <laughs> This is, this is this is where I'm saying, like the A League is like the European Super League because yeah. the 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 owners of the top teams are getting more money from their own businesses and not reinvesting into junior football. Obviously, the this is what Boz has been saying for years. And Slater, Bosnia yeah. is a big advocate for junior development. And I reckon he needs to be in the game in some form of fashion rather than sitting on the commentary box going, oh, it's a nice, windy freaking day on the sidelines. Because <laughs> he's knowledgeable about the game. He's not knowledgeable about junior development, where clubs should be and where the development should be. I've, I've, got, I've got a question for Chester and yeah. George. Well, would you, Chester? Would you still back Man United if they if, if they played in the Super League? I mean, this is I, I think I said I said this. I was talking to Wahid on Facebook earlier, and um, I, he Wahid. asked me, something. "Yeah, Wahid, yeah." Right? <laughs> shout out! <laughs> shout, shout out to Wahid, um, another Man United fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, but he asked me this thing. He asked me a similar question, and the way I. The way I phrased it, I think you'll all get behind is Obviously, as I said earlier, Joel Glazer is a vice chairman. Didn't surprise me. Probably didn't surprise you either, did it, Dan? But no. I see it as if he forces us essentially into the Super League, just there, and they go, no, whatever, fuck you guys, we're going to force you in. I see it as it's Joel Glazer and whatever the fuck he wants to rename this team to in the next 10 or so years when we end up moving to fucking America, even though we're still based in Manchester, because that's probably the direction this shit's going. There's Joel Glazer and that name, whatever, fucking, I don't know, Florida Red Devils or some shit like that. And that's that's the team there, and it's Manchester United, who I believe are always going to be the team. Because let's not forget, when it comes down to like these decisions, this is all owners. A lot of people have been very cynical and harsh I've seen online, blaming fans, players, coaches, staff. Get fucked. They have been left in the dark so much over this decision. These yeah. fans, these coaching staff, all these other people who aren't the owners who are involved in the club, they don't have this decision. They've just been able, they've just had to go along with it, whether they like it or not. So don't blame the players, coaches, fans, all that. Players and coaches, sorry, don't blame them, but it's not their fault. They obviously do not want to be there. So, yeah. as I was saying, it's Joel Glazer and fucking Florida Red Devils, Minneapolis Red Devils, whatever you want to call them in 10 years from now. And then there's Manchester United, the club I, Dan, Wahid, John, and many other people around the world support. Yeah. That's the club which I believe does not exist in the Super League if it goes for, if, if this thing go, ends up happening. Manchester United is a club that ends up probably getting kicked into the National League and through the football. You know, and I will happily still stay in the champion in the National League. Yeah. Well said. I love the club. And for the second, it would actually be kind of great to watch us play games against Sutton United and Halifax Town. You know his opinion I would love to hear? Alex Ferguson. Yeah. I would love to hear what... Uh, he... uh, he'd be against that in the heartbeat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beckham, Beckham's already come out and said, um, "This is why." Like with his team in the MLS, he said, "He said, oh, I'm more about getting the fans involved in our club 
to try and make it as big as possible and eventually will win something. But he goes, I've grown up playing football since I was a little kid and this is all I've dreamt about. And the way that these owners have treated everyone who's played for the club or played football, even in park football, when they're under 10s, under 11s, it's a slap in the face. And that's what that's coming from Beckham. Yeah. And, yeah, coming from David Beckham. Who here actually enjoys? That's a genuine question. Who here have I just watched or highlights but enjoys championship and football? Like you were level football. I'll tell you what, the I've got Fox Sports at home. Oh, Fox at home. Being sports, when when it comes down to like the the last day, especially when it comes to the championship or like League One, and you've got teams that need to stay up to for survival, and it's the most exciting thing you'll ever see. And it, and when they pan, especially pre-COVID, when they used to pan onto the fans listening to the radio or on their phone checking and score updates to go, shit, is my team going to survive or are they going to be relegated? Yeah. It was the most and and when it came to full time, seeing the 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 fans' reactions either being staying up or or um, relegated, and the relegation one is probably the most heartbreaking scene you'll ever watch in football because they know that they've lost money in TV rights. They've lost money in sponsorship. They know they can't afford to keep these players because other clubs will want them. If anyone's watched Sunderland till I die, as much as I'm not a Sunderland supporter, that is an amazing series. Documentary ever to watch. Yeah. Even my mum was watching it. And she was crying for those for those supporters. It's a great show. You really need to do more of this. You, you, you can't. Do you can't. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. But like, I think I think what it comes down to is that when COVID does. When a, when especially in England, um, when the fans do get back to the Premier League, whether it be with the clubs or without the clubs, if those six clubs are still in the Premier League for whatever reason, I want every fan to walk in, and then within the five minutes of watching the game, all walk out. You, you know what? Solidarity and protest. You, you know what? Though I, I know a lot of fans are saying, look, if that club joined the Super League, then they're not going to watch their football team play. Again. You know what? That's a lot of crap. That's it. That's completely a lot of crap. I guarantee you the viewership will not change. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. No matter how they feel about it, that's just my opinion. Even... I feel like, you know, fans and stuff will still tune in to watch the games. But yeah, just, 100%. Yeah. Did you see the again. boss of Real Madrid come out and do his press conference? No. Oh, he, he, he basically was just like, it's the better and good for football that this is going to happen. Really? Yep. And this is coming from Real Madrid. Wow. Who is probably... Real Madrid's the biggest, probably the biggest club in the world. In the world, and that's coming from... Yeah. 
Bring out like people into the European Super League, all their past European achievements and all that. They just get stripped off them. But Correct. That real, I mean, I know like a lot of people have issues with Florentino Perez. Fair enough. Doesn't surprise a lot of us. But like, but, like the fact that like Real Madrid would just these owners of Real Madrid, this president of Real Madrid, the proud European history they have. What is it? Thirteen European cups. Way more yeah. than the team, like willingly yeah. into this league and just be happy to see, like, yeah, all those thirteen European trophies of us can just go. This is a new era of football. Like that's disgraceful to just basically erase your club's proud history without giving it a cent of four. Like, yeah, yeah. And we're talking about fans as well, like George was just before. Obviously, yeah. we're still going to watch it. Like, they're calling us the legacy fans, obviously. Like, And then they want this to be for the fans of the future or some shit like that. That's just yeah, gonna- that's what he was literally saying. He goes, we're going to bring a new set of fans to the game that haven't experienced football the way the way it's currently in its form. I'm, like, I'm calling BS on that because there is so, because of the way the internet is and streaming services around the world, everyone can watch football in some form. Off, yeah. You know what, honestly? This Euro, the Europe, Europe, Europe Super League is like the Indian Super Indian Superannuation League. All right? <laughs> <laughs> league, players getting money what they want. Look at Don Quixote. He goes to India for three games. Yeah. And gets paid like billions of dollars in rupees. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no promotional relegation in India. You, and they're playing the pitches. You know, out of all the clubs, I think the most disappointed people, the most disappointed fans, will be Liverpool fans. Oh, 100% Liverpool. 100%. Because Liverpool's all about the fans. They claim to yeah, be all about the fans. You'll never walk away. I'm a United fan. I talk shit about them all the time, obviously. I can't stand the fucking club. But I will back them here and say, I will back their fans here. I will back the club here because the club is a proud club. The history of it is for the people. And the fact that John Henry has just decided to decide to disgrace all that and just go, now, fuck the fans. This is just yeah. about money. It, yeah. I, I can completely 100% side with those banners that have been put up in frustration outside Anfield. I don't know if you've yeah. seen the pictures yet or not. Yeah, and they've been I, I, saw, like, I saw a memorial, like a funeral service of Liverpool. It's not a memorial. It's just the fans are just angry. Did you, yeah, did you, hear, did you hear the lead saying they chased the bus down 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 Ellen Road? Wow. <laughs> yeah, they chased the bus down. There was a video. Wow, fans outside the bad. stadium throwing stuff at the thing and throwing and chasing the this oh, passion wow. from fans. I want to clearly highlight this passion from fans. Obviously, not. I'm not condoning violence or anything, but it is that passion which gets you a lot. Like, gets you excited for football. You know, big derbies. Obviously, Dan, we've got a game against Liverpool coming up in a couple of weeks. It's a That's big game. <laughs> but in the future, with this Super League, obviously, us and Liverpool are obviously going to be facing off a couple of times a season in that as well. But with this generation of fans that's coming in, it's the time because of this whole like idea that they just want players to play for the money and not for the badge. In a couple of like five or so years from now, United and Liverpool, it's going to be a lot of fans there who are just supporting our cl- those clubs. Yeah. Will, will um, these clubs attract the best places? What was that? Will these clubs be able to attract the best of the best still? 
But does yeah, it... I think they will because what they'll do, they'll nick pick from other clubs who are involved in that Super League and go, cool, we've taken him now. We've taken him now. This is what yeah. I was saying. This is what I was saying about the fans just then. It's like it's we're gonna get those fake fans right now on going the game following teams because oh this player plays for this club, so I like them. Next season, oh actually I'll go for this club now because this player plays for that club. And yeah. Liverpool is gonna be just filled with all these fans who are yeah. yep. having a laugh. There's no rivalry here Hundred percent. And you know what? This Super League is gonna remind me of the NBA. The NBA. The NBA. Because in the NBA, or like not in America specifically, but worldwide, fans of the NBA don't follow teams, they follow players. Yeah. yeah. You do get so you look at you look at the Lakers, right? I, I'm a big LeBron James fan, so I've followed him from wherever he's been. I don't follow that club or that franchise. I follow the player. Yeah. So if just as hit the nail on the head there because the problem is if you're going to bring new fans to the, to, to the sport of football they're going to just go oh I love Slatan. I'll go and follow him in AC Milan let's say Haaland and Mbappe let's say what we perceive right now is going to be the new Ronaldo or Messi of the Super League or the future well, PSG is not involved in it which is good because I thought that they were going to be one of them who were going to be. Oh yeah, part I'm, of I'm stunned by that actually. And I, I'm, I'm actually got like I'll give them credit, the fact that they haven't agreed to it. But like I said, like, like, like Dan said before, with the with Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund, because the way the the way those clubs are run is because fans have a direct say in how they want their club to be run, structured financially where they want their juniors and all that. Like, it, it, it just baffles me. Like, again, like, a prime, another prime example is seeing Portsmouth win the FA Cup in our way. That was a and then, and, then, and then they go into administration, like, two literally five off. years later. Two seasons after. It wasn't even that long. Like, right? Two seasons after, yeah. Mm. You know, it... it, it and see, and you know what? Another club that I don't think a lot of people brought up, Blackpool, when they got into the Premier League that one season or two seasons that they had. Yeah. Look at them now. They're in League Two. That, that comes yeah. under 100% their ownership. The Oysters are known as some of the worst football owners of all time. <laughs> I was going to ask you that just before, because you're a Barcelona fan, obviously, and you guys have just been hit with that massive debt. I mean, what was it? One of your presidents or something actually got arrested in, like, one day in the new camp or like, at the training ground, I think. Like, would you rather Barcelona into this Super League? I know it sounds silly. Obviously, have all that debt expunged, wiped clean, or would you rather and see where this trouble, financial trouble the club's currently going through actually takes you? Yeah, yeah, you'd rather see where it takes you. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it fucks the club up for a couple of years, it's just about being pure and realistic. Not realistic, but it's about being pure and staying to your roots, just dealing with the fucking dealing with trouble. It. Yeah. Instead of just getting someone to just come along with a fat paycheck and go, no, here you go, you don't have to worry. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to yeah. support Chelsea if that happens. If this goes ahead, I'm not going for Chelsea. Because... Yeah. 
the because you know, look, and obviously Chester Nesson, everyone knows, like Crystal Palace for me represents what football is about. Yeah. You know, a a, a a like a like a dodgy stadium that hasn't been redone for how many years? I would but, use the example that the fans but of Crystal it, but Palace. But it doesn't matter. Those fans are what makes Crystal Palace them. But you look yeah. at the club, right? They can play really well under Roy Hodgson. They're happy that Hodgson's the manager. They play really yeah. well periods of the season to guarantee safety, but it's usually around the beginning of March every season when they know they're safe. They just turn off. But the fans yeah. seem to be happy with that because it keeps them in the league. And that's, I think Steve Parrish is just happy with that being the constant state of things about. Look, look for me. Man, I, I'm obviously not happy about Man United being a part of the Super League. But will you but, support him? But I will still support him. Good on you. Regardless, even though it will kill me and I might not see my club the same way, I'll, I'll still support That's him. That's me off and watch us play in the National League, yeah, Dak? Huh? I said, let's do a meet-up one time next season or the season after and watch us play a good old game against Halifax Town or someone in the National League. Come on, United. Actually, I was going to say, if Man United, Man City, Arsenal, Tottenham... All, all those teams, if they get relegated from the Premier League and have to start from the bottom, you reckon Leicester City will be the new Man City of the Premier League? No. no. There's going to be no more money that comes back from the League. It's like kind of like these elite clubs are kind of just like boarding themselves away from, up and away from the rest of the other teams in the world. Or let's yeah. say, obviously, for this. They're basically with the big teams right now. There's a trickle on effect of money that goes down through the like, tiers of the football pyramid in England, and yep. teams in the lower leagues, league like League Two or even National League, National League South, if merely like as far down as it goes, there's some sort of financial gain that's happened to some of the clubs who succeed in those leagues. With the Super League and that out of the question, that never happens. So teams like yep. West and Leicester, I think I said this earlier, but in more detail. They won't get that financial backing anymore because there won't be a way, as far as I know, or a reason for them to get it because no one will. Here's a, here's a perfect example I was actually going to bring up right now. In the championship, you know, Norwich has been promoted, right? Yeah. Who's the other clubs that can get promoted or are in promotion spots? You mean in the championship? Yeah, in the championship. Well, you've got, uh, if that uh, changes and obviously it gets wider, then suddenly Millwall will have a chance to gain it. I said this in the chat. I don't know if it was in this or another chat earlier. Yeah. I said about Bristol City. I don't know, but like recently they've been on a really poor run of form. They've lost a hell of a lot of games. I think they won recently, but before yeah. that, they lost a load of games. The fact that they would then get a chance to potentially go into a playoff spot to actually gain promotion to the Premier League. Not to be harsh on Bristol City fans out there, but it, it feels really undeserved because you can't play shit and be rewarded. That's not how football works. Same with the yeah. Sheffield United have got 14 points only so far this season. You can't play shit and then deserve to stay in the league. It just doesn't work. Exactly, 100%. Like 
But what I was trying to get at was, say, like a team that's in the three to six position, right? If that if those teams or that team ends up being promoted after they do the playoff final, you you know the next home game that they play, say against the Man City or 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 Chelsea, you know they're gonna get sold out crowd. A bunch of people are gonna like rock up to a game because they're seeing Chelsea or Man City live for the first time. In yeah. a Premier League, you know how much money that they'll get from that match day alone. Yeah, they're not going to get that money when they're just rack, rocking up to Burnley. No offense to Burnley, but like, right? <laughs> well, Arsenal. Who loses to Arsenal? I can't believe we're losing to Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, Arsenal are going to be like bloody in the Super League. They're not going to win a game. I'll tell you that much. I yeah, said earlier, didn't I? For the first season or two, until obviously, because eventually with those stupid rules of like, oh, you get to give players a million a week or something stupid like that, eventually Arsenal will just go, every team's just going to level out, isn't it? As I said, team players are just going to hop between clubs. You At the end of Haaland's career, if the Super League goes ahead and he decides to take part in it, his career is going to look ridiculous. It's not going to be like one of those like couple of club legacy legends. He's going to have about twenty fucking clubs, like a lower league journeyman in the English football pyramid. Like, yeah, he just kept jumping from club to club. Because why can you blame him? I mean, it starts at a million, but if the Europe, the longer the Super League will continue, what two million, three million? Like, how long is it going to take till players are getting fucking a billion a week? A billion okay. a week. Bl- these players are going to become billionaires. I tell you what. They're already, already a couple of them are already. The millionaires at the moment they'll become billionaires. Well, Ronaldo's gonna be close, and Ronaldo's gonna be close. I will say for for the Super League and for Ronaldo, you know these players who have been legends of the game for the past decade or more. It's pleasing to know that Ronaldo and those players won't have to play the majority of their career shitty little competition that they will actually be able to bow out knowing that they dealt they did it in the proper competition of football and they can help correct 100% the form to the to the late sorry no offense to the people or the the players that end up becoming the next Ronaldo and Messi but like it won't be the same it fully does it no because they're not challenging themselves against other clubs from other countries and other plays from other countries. And obviously, you look at Ronaldo. Ronaldo played in the 04 Euros for Portugal. He lost in the final. But then he eventually won a Euro because he developed his game through going through Man United, going to Real Madrid. So... I don't think you say that because yeah. that Euro he won, he basically played about 15 minutes of the game. But yeah, I'm thinking about what I'm trying to say that. is... Yeah, yeah but what I'm trying to say is because of his development within going Man United then Real Madrid, he was able to be the player that he was or that he is. And without him being who he what who he is, Portugal wouldn't have won in uh, 2016. I'll I guarantee you. A question for both of you here. Do you think Messi would have been the player he was today or has been over the last decade if he was playing against Juventus, Bayern, United, Liverpool, Real Madrid, Atletico, Chelsea, City every fucking week for his no, entire career. No. As to playing against teams that were going to give him more space and more time on the ball when he was developing his game. No. That, well, that's yeah. why he was smart enough to stay at Barcelona. No, I'm not saying <laughs> He's just saying if he was only in that Super League, would he be the player that he is? I don't, I don't think so. 
think it's the point I'm trying to make is if it go if football if this is the future of football, it makes it a hell of a lot harder for players to stand out because the competition is so immense around them. They're never going to get that game. Be able to yeah, they'll that. never have a standout game. I don't know if how loans work. Are teams still going to loan out from the Super League to lower league? I don't, maybe I don't know. See, and the fact that they want to start this competition in what August? It's too soon. Yeah, like, how, long season, how, does, how long does the Super League season go for? Well, they don't even know yet because it's literally been, it's only happened in the last 48 hours. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, I think <laughs> the, timing, the timing is awful. It's disgraceful and it's poor. Like, we, we can sit here where we are in Australia, obviously, and be like, COVID's not really affected like this country much. Well, obviously, because, you know, we're much more like, sparsely populated country we're talking about population density but these countries in europe england germany yeah, italy but well, i'll say england for example like covid has ravaged these countries far more than it has here so the timing of it to come out and like just keep this on the fans yeah over in those edges it's so pathetic in my opinion so that's what we was saying do you think if it wasn't for the coronavirus this would have been delayed 100 percent they're using it as a reason or an excuse as well, I believe. Yeah, they're using it as a catalyst to go, cool, we want to do a breakaway league. Yeah. Because the problem is these owners, they've, they've took massive hits with their businesses yeah. and they're trying to recoup their losses by starting an independent league. It's, you know what? This is exactly like the IPL. Yeah. This is exactly like the IPL. I agree with you. Because, Dan, you don't follow cricket, do you? No. Nah. No, so, no, yeah, the IPL is obviously in the <laughs> Premier League. It's the cricket competition that takes place every year in the 2020 cricket competition yeah. that takes place every year in India. It's come under a lot of criticism for a long time, as it's known as a gambling league, some people call it, because the sponsors that they use. It's basically all about money. They just get players. Like, A.B. De Villiers is still playing for RCB, the team I support. I love him. But he's getting on a bit. But you can do this with cricket in T20, I guess. But it's the fact that it's his league that's just funded by money and really not much Exactly. Else. Glenn Maxwell yeah. is about as useless as you can get and he gets a mill. Fuck off. He is raping it right now for RC. I know. I'm, I'm just so saying. I know that. But, but I'm just saying, like, before, like a yeah. year or two, he was getting a mill when he was underperforming for Australia. Yeah. Like, yeah. now he's killing it. But I'm just saying, like... This is the this is the stupidity of those owners in in India, because they're all Bollywood actors or past cricketers that have made crap loads of money from the sport or from movies, and they're not cricket fans. They're just there. I own oh, a team. All right, so I think your criticism's gone a bit harsh there. These the um cricket is one of the most widely followed sports in India. I know uh, these that, these. But... Uh, Bollywood actors and actresses like Preeti Zinta, who she co-owns CSK, she's a proper fan of cricket. As I'm, I think the problems that lie in the IPL. We're not going to get too off track here. Obviously, is the gambling yeah. issues. They, it's funded by gambling sponsors and stuff like yeah. that. Basically, Dan, say for example, if the Premier League was sponsored by like Bet, if the A League was sponsored by Bet Three Six Five, that's what the IPL is. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Could you imagine if the alien was sponsored by Bet365. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it is. It, the, the agencies are contradicting themselves because they're like, if you bet yeah. on this team, like, we're going to give you better odds. So they've already got insiders before they even 
it's not conflict of interest. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like, uh, yeah. All right, guys, we could talk about this yeah, topic yeah, all night long. <laughs> and I'm sure loads of people want to get their rent out on this. I, I'm, I've got a managing professional sport presentation coming up in a few weeks, and I was going to do it about the A-League, but I'm 100% doing it about this shit now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got One it. more, right? <laughs> thanks, Dan. Uh, thanks, yeah, guys. Thanks, this has been a very productive discussion. I think yeah. a lot of people <laughs> can relate to what we've said here tonight. Um, but yeah, we just have to see how this plays out throughout the next coming weeks and what transpire, transpires. I, I hope, I pray to God that like this doesn't, this ends up being cancelled or they end up not going to if the Super League, but I highly doubt it at this point. I think, let's say, let's say, yeah. I think it's just about everyone banding together as one and voicing their opinions. And the more people that have their say, you know, yeah. and you know, okay, yeah. I have before we go. I have two dreams. If you're going to do in the Super League, right? Yeah. Two managers: Big Fat Sam, Alan and Pardew, my, and my Yes. Thank you. Again. Thanks, uh, thank you guys for being a part of my podcast. Yeah, no um, problem. Podcast. Um, and thank you everyone for listening. For listening, it's, I know it's been one of those. This is probably my longest podcast ever, seventy-five minutes. Correct. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? Thank- Hour sixteen. We're coming up to now. <laughs> so if you're still listening, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, this, this has been a great topic of discussion. Um, and yeah, let's just see what transpires. Um, from this, uh, also, thanks, guys. Take care. Take care. So I would say before we go, if anyone hasn't checked out um George's interviews with the Red and Black TV for Wanderers, please check them out. They're fantastic. <laughs> you're not yes. a Wanderers fan because I'm a Sydney fan and Ben is as well, but we still watch them because they're that good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, check out George's Red and uh, Black TV. Red and Black like, TV. Like, subscribe. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Take care. Take care, guys. Thanks. See you, guys. See ya.